if these guys can can produce, I don't know, 5,000 Ferrari a year, and they're all quality, then why can't we? Mm -hmm. I'm the dentist. I've yeah. been doing this 30 years. Yeah. I told you what to do. Now, on those phone calls, I'm, yeah. I'm not the friendliest, let's say. Uh -huh. I actually have a wall of shame. Right. In the lab, yeah, with all the boxes of the people that never called back. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There are many type of zirconia out there, which are now more and more translucent, and more and more um, compatible with cementation, and more and more, you know. But the effect of a layered crown, in my opinion, cannot be replaced mm. or, or replicated. The more care and attention made uh, you know, taken at that manufacture stage and the preparation stage, that's the key to success. If that's your passion, if dentistry is your passion, show it, engage into it. Go the extra mile, don't give up. Hi guys, welcome to Dentistry Unmasked. My guest today is Angelo Zaccari Pellini, who is the owner of Aesthetica Dental Lab in London. Now, Angelo and I have been working together for about seven years, and for all my high-end cases, I always use Angelo because the, the, the lab work really is top-notch. So I invited Angelo on because I really wanted to find out what makes the difference between an average lab and, and you know, an elite lab. What, what, what are the different processes? How can, you know, labs make zirconia crowns for like £30 a unit, and why is Angelo charging £200 a unit? What's the difference? We run courses together, and one of the questions I always get asked on the course is, you know, what is a monolithic zirconia crown? What's the difference between a monolithic zirconia, lead zirconia? Why is, you know, a, 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 a crown unit from Aesthetica Dental Lab, say, £200 a unit, and why can you get, uh, you know, these CAD-CAM £30 a unit crowns from, from, from many of these flyers which drop through our letterboxes? What is the difference? So... Uh, I think it's really important, you know, especially during this time when costs are rising and we're all having to look at how to reduce our costs, you know, the natural knee-jerk reactions to choose a cheaper lab. But what are the ramifications of this? What is that lab doing to make that piece of lab work cheaper? So we discussed that in detail, amongst other things. Uh, Angelo is not only a technician that I work with, he's also a personal friend. He's become a personal friend over the years, so it's a nice conversation, a bit of banter as well. So I hope you enjoy listening to this one. Uh, as always, I appreciate your comments and uh, your likes and your shares, and I really do hope that you enjoy this episode. We're coming towards the end of season one now, only one episode left. If there's anything that you'd like me to talk about specifically in season two or any specific guests you'd like me to have on, I always appreciate any suggestions. Uh, and I hope you enjoy listening to this one. Thank you. Angelo, Angelo, welcome. Welcome to Dentistry and Mask. Welcome to Leeds. Thank you. All the way from London this morning. That's correct. I hope it's not entering into hell. No, 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 no. no? Weather is similar, so it's yeah. a change of That's much. good. I, I, I had a, a little bit of a fear that you're going to come from sunny london i wish and then jump on the train two hours up north get out at least train station be like oh my god what is this place no nah, i didn't feel much of a difference at no, no, all no, that's good that's good the gods are with us today huh? but i'm very happy to be here excellent Thank you well mate thanks for coming uh for for those of you that don't know angelo angelo is actually um technician i've been working with now for seven years yeah maybe a bit longer actually yeah about that yeah, yeah. and uh all the uh wonderful lab work which i have on display uh you know with the courses is made by this wonderful gentleman sat right in front of me so angela i love thank what you, you do and uh, thank, thank you. you for coming to talk to us today on dentistry and mass because uh throughout this series i've been talking to uh a lot of notable uh, notable dentists, I should say, uh, one being Paul Tipton, and we were having a, a discussion about lab work. Mm -hmm. I just thought, who better to get on board and talk about Thank lab you. work, you know, because you. Uh, we've had many a chat over, you know, the stuff that we do together. Absolutely. So I think it's a good idea to to maybe just get to the uh, 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 to the details of what goes on in a dental lab, because a lot of dentists don't actually know what goes on in a lab. Fair don't me. know the difference between, you know, uh, monolithic zirconia crown and lead zirconia crowns. You know, it's one of the chats that we had, True. isn't it? At the last course that we ran together, True. where uh, we talk about these things, and uh, we'll always get three or four people just innocently put up their hands, and they're like, "What? What? What's? What's the difference between a monolithic <laughs> zirconia crown and lead 
zirconia crown is just like wow really okay so you know <clears throat> let's um let's get the information out there absolutely so uh i'd like to start if that's okay with with you let's get to know you well i know you let's let's <laughs> but let's get to know you so in a sense what's your journey been first of all you're from I'm from Italy, Rome. Yeah, originally, but now I'm dual. So yeah. after Brexit, I thought before yeah. I'm kicked out. Let me get a passport. <laughs> We'd never kick you out, bro. We'd never <laughs> kick you out. But what was your journey over here? So how did you find yourself on these shores, and how did you set up? I mean, obviously, this is a, a long question. We're going to break it down. But how did you then become the CEO of such a successful dental lab in London? So what's your journey been? How did you get here? Um, well, I studied in Rome, um, and I always had a passion for dentistry. It just came out out of nowhere. I was 16. I looked at the school. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And so I feel blessed that we I've stick to that. And I, I kept growing this passion, knowledge, and, um, and until when then I felt that um, I should have learned English <laughs> and explored different opportunities in England, London specific specifically looked like the place, the hub where I could have opportunities. And and that's how we went. Mm -hmm. So I had um, different business partners at the start. Uh, I came here humbly with not much and not much English either. Um, so it was quite a journey. But I have now I've been the CEO of Aesthetica Dental Lab for uh, Aesthetic has been now 13 years in mm. trading, and um, I'm the solo owner of it. Uh, but the merit of everything we, let's say, I do is behind is actually with with the team. Um, so for me, uh, the growth, my personal growth, was yes, technical, but also try to share um, and my ideas and my knowledge through a team of people, professional that I select personally to to join the company. And that's how you get your crowns. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of changes in this journey. Um, I have now, this is the fifth location of the lab. We outgrow uh, every single location, which is very good. Um, I feel that um, the dentistry has changed, but we 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 keep the piece of it. Um, and um, so in terms of what we where we are today, I think there's a lot of people that's been part of this and I need to thank and surely my team, uh, mm. which I'm very proud of. Yeah, amazing. So can I just ask then, because 16 years old and you just knew that you wanted to get into this, there must have been an inspiration, there must have been a spark. Where did you first see it? When did you just think, okay, making teeth, making crowns? Yeah. You know, what, what was the inspiration? What was the spot? So, um, well, uh, my mom okay. <laughs> um, showed me, forced me at the time to see every single school and to decide which one I wanted to go for. And when I saw the dental technician school, actually, I just felt, okay, I like these. They were furnaces and materials mm. and different colorful things. Um, and, you know, I grew up um, in Rome, so... Um, but I was lucky to have a garden to play out and all of that. So I thought something that I can build with my hands would be uh, an interest. Um, and that's where it started from. So I also need to thank my mom to <laughs> have pushed me to, to see a different schools. Mm -hmm. um, I think at that time we all need a bit of orientation um, on where we want to go. And so family is important to that. Um, but yes, I was lucky that when I saw it, uh, I just uh, I I knew it was it was what I wanted to do, um, and yeah, as I say, I never left it, and my passion just grew, and and we're here. Mm. That's how that's how it's all started. I, I mean, today there's a lot of different position and different. Um, steps to get to being a master technician. I think uh, today everybody is looking for a segment of this. Um, so uh, I, I get a lot of people that want to go cut cam and digital, and then I get people that just want to do ceramic, and then some others that just want to do different things. But 
um, I think the real profession. Uh, so be able to brainstorm about cases. You need to have every single tool of knowledge in the production in the, uh, the dental laboratory. So I recognize a master dental technician only if he knows a bit of everything mm. and he can do a bit of everything. Um, and everything starts from the knowledge of the anatomy. So um, uh, the knowledge of uh, the anatomy is what creates the skill set of re reproducing it and the respect of dental technology and the knowledge of dental technology allows us to use the machinery and the co materials in the correct way. Mm -hmm. So um, I am now 40, almost 41, let's say 40. You don't look it, you don't look it. <laughs> looking Thank fantastic. You, but uh, it feels like that. <laughs> um, and it's been literally 24 years, 25 years of dentistry now already. Mm. Um, so um, now I work less and less into at the bench, but I've done a lot of uh, immediate load full arches, and so we keep doing that. Um, um, so. Yeah, I mean things have t things change. Um, uh, when when you run a business and you're not just anymore a dental technician, but you also uh, are a businessman. And I, I don't say out of economics factor. I mm. say just in, in order to run the business to 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 to, to run a team that can produce uh, restorations. Mm. So your first job after you <clears throat> qualified and learned the initial skill of being a technician what was your first job like and was that in in italy was that in rome? yeah was in rome and basically my duties were look don't talk look don't talk just look don't talk so it, it is a difficult profession to mm. to learn because there are many paths that that you need to know and you need to develop obviously like you guys um from the knowledge um, uh, and the studies, you need to apply that to your skill set using your hands. And, and, and so that link, that connection comes in time and it takes quite a bit to learn it all. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, starting from look and don't talk, <laughs> watch and don't talk. Um, then little by little, I start doing plaster and then temporaries. Uh, before was still the you know technique of salted pepper is called mm -hmm. uh, for acrylic temporaries, and whereas now it's all milled. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean there were, those were the duties, and then I always had an interest for ceramic um, and frames. I like precision. Um, I, li I like dental technology. How have you seen dentistry transform since you first started out? Or dental technology transform, I should ask. It, I feel that for the first 10 years, mm. um, we weren't moving at the speed that we, the last 10 years, um, uh, the past 10 years uh, we've been moving. Mm. Uh, I feel that the digital tool um, and the digital way that we uh, obviously are really engaged fully, um, uh, it, 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 it did increase the, the speed of change. So uh, for like, if you look also at the material that we had, uh, or, or, well, 15 years ago, um, it's probably when zirconia was about, at least for me, it was about was getting into the market. It was a new thing, right? Uh, well, pretty much. Mm. I mean, I remember working with um, um, uh, scanners um, um, that were um, basically they were working on a touch. So you will have a, a little ball attachment that was touching the preps. And that's how it was recording lines of geometry to reproduce into the digital uh, whereas now obviously we have great cameras and very powerful cameras that they can see details without any any touch basically of the prep and you can scan multiple preps up to 12 preps in like 55 seconds mm -hmm. whereas one prep scanning one prep 15 years ago well maybe more 20 years ago i think would be the first scanner um, would uh, take maybe a good 45 minutes for a single prep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, 
so yeah, I mean, we we change technology, materials, and techniques with it. I think though that it's important to say that the the knowledge of our um, w what is required from us cannot be digitalized only. We have to produce an experience between the knowledge and the technology um, that at the moment that we need to, for example, I'm trying to say that guided implantology, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's now jumping it. Yeah. And, but it, it feels like there's a lot of new dentists that they just take that as the way to place implants. Yeah. But that will number their skill set which is comparable to a diagnostic workshop, which was before. We still do an aesthetica by hand. I know you do, yeah. But, but, but there is also the choice of doing digital. Yeah. So now for the technician that they do digital workshop, mm -hmm. if I give them a, 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 a tool, an electric knife and some wax, they, they can't actually do it. Mm -hmm. So again, in my opinion, we shouldn't replace with technology knowledge. And we shouldn't let technology to, um, you know, to, 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 we shouldn't use technology as a shortcut. We should use it as a tool to increase precision, consistency, and quality. Mm -hmm. um, so as a lot has changed, in yeah, my so opinion. That's a, that's a really, really good point that you raised there because you can echo that in clinical practice as well. Using, using the uh, guided implantology actually as, as, as an, perfect example because as you know we run unique implant training and we have many many mentees and you know when they have a look at a digital workflow it's kind of like man this is so easy why don't we just do this for every single case why bother cutting a flap and raising and visualizing the bone when it's all being guided you can literally just do a pilot hole through the tissues but it's just like yeah but first of all then you're losing the skills of the surgical techniques absolutely and what happens if something goes wrong and the bone isn't quite Definitely. as hard as it as it looks like it is on the on the scan you have to raise a flap and you need that to be able to effectively get out of jail when something goes wrong so we echo that then with the technical work don't we if you are just relying if you're a new technician you know, joining a laboratory and you're learning the skill for the first time. If you don't have those, um, you know, those those foundation skills, then then you know we're not having a a master technician, as you put it. Correct. That's yeah. exactly the point I was trying to share. Yeah. And it does definitely apply for both sides. I mean, we we are on a team, uh, surely me and you, hmm. but like dentists and, and technician, there should be a team. And as we um, progress if you notice there's you know before they came out the mini machine for labs mm -hmm. now we got to the point that a mini machine for surgery and i don't fear to be replaced from technology because i'm a believer of cosmetic work so we still do a lot of end layering rather than monolithic mm -hmm. um which which is obviously a great restoration to use in many many occasions but we're going to definitely talk about it in detail later, but yeah, carry on. But we cannot replace knowledge and experience through the work. The, also because the handwork, the, the feel, I'm sure when you raise a flap, you have a better vision of any infection. You, you have the chance to clear and, and I think is needed before placing an implant. And sometimes with flapless, how do you know that you actually have cleared that granulating tissue or, 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 or infection, you, you, you just guess it. Yeah. So it depends what level of work I think you want to do and uh, you know, what was the, the, your target of quality. But it's just a reminder that this is still healthcare and you know, we need to do the best that we can uh, for the patients. Mm -hmm. So it's not really just what the best that you can do for you mm -hmm. <laughs> or for your business, right? Yeah. Um, so again, all of these, all of this progress should should be organic and should be, as I say, I believe a tool mm -hmm. to 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 do better, not to replace. Ah, cool. You know, just touching on what you just said uh, before about how technology has just exploded in the last decade. Definitely, it has. I mean, I'm qualified now, almost twenty years. Almost, almost, not quite there, but almost 20 years qualified. I remember when I was at dental school, we made a lot of our own lab work, you know, when we were in Guy's Hospital, uh, which I don't think they make too much of their own lab work anymore. But when I first qualified, it was either, you know, if we're doing crowns on teeth, you're either looking at a full gold crown, yeah, 
or a metal ceramic crown. And that mm -hmm. pretty much was it. They were talking about like bell glass crowns and, you know, Procera crowns. These were new, new. back then. And uh, obviously they've been superseded slowly, slowly by what we have today. But, you know, this, this raging, this really, really quick advancement in technology, how is that in the lab, from the lab side of things, keeping up with that? Is it difficult or is, is, is it an advantage or? I'm honest, it is yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um, by saying that, um, I mean that you need to be on top of it. Yeah. So for example, one of the biggest headache for me um, was 3D printing. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, um, you know, all these scanner companies are selling scanners, but it wasn't followed from for the lab side at the right level. So if you ask me, Angelo, would you like to invest in technology to improve? Yes, I would. Would you like to invest in, te in technology to, to lower your quality? No, I wouldn't. So I felt that I was that was almost the line because um, the plaster as it's as such, even though it's very old, um, it, it is very accurate. And, and there was like transitional time where printing wasn't at the same accuracy. Mm. So basically to, 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 to implement new technology, we were lowering the quality of precision. Um, and, 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 and that, Obviously, it's not the case anymore because of the printing, um, the digital, the scanners, the materials, everything is better. So we have now in Aesthetica Dental Lab about nine printers. We are the only lab in UK that prints at 8K definition with 10 micron accuracy marginal error. I mean, it's basically super accurate. Mm -hmm. However, to keep the machines and to keep everything, you know, spot on, it does take a lot of maintenance, it does take a lot of attention, mm -hmm. and you need people that understand what to do. And as soon as you change material, the headache starts again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, any challenge like that to do better is, I welcome it. Um, so we, I can say, uh, honestly, we're on top of what we're producing. And for me, the as I said, the, the gap was like, okay, I want to do layering. I believe dental technicians should be able to layer ceramic because, you know, again, there are many type of zirconia out there which are now more and more translucent, and more and more um, uh, compatible with cementation and more and more you know, but the effect of a layered crown, in my opinion, cannot be replaced mm. or, or replicated. Um, and, and and this is the craft that we 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 need to be careful not to lose. Um, because if I if we take this into business, into the money side of things, I have five full-time ceramists. Now, a, a good, great ceramist can do five to eight units in between those that range a day layered whereas if i give staining glaze to the same person he will be able to do maybe 20 25 units mm -hmm. and they look very good but they're just not the same it's not the same quality. no because that we need to when we look at ceramic it's like glass right mm -hmm. it just is it, it is basically that and how much the light impacts on glass 100 percent, lots it's it's everything yeah. Everything. So how do you give depth to something monolithic? Mm -hmm. It's just an effect. That's why the stains have improved now. Mm -hmm. That's why we, are, we now there is liquid ceramic to resemble a layered effect. But once you get different lights in it, you will see that it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Even on your X-rays, right? If you when you take an oh, X-ray, you can see it, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know what's layered or what is not layered, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I was talking about this because if we go, if we target um, quality, we shouldn't lose the craft and the skill set and the school to get there. Because quality, we need to study. Mm -hmm. You cannot just come up, oh, I'm a great digital technician. I am great. And then, but I, I don't know how to do these things. Mm -hmm. Well, then 
you're not. And how, who, where do you study those things? Because for me, it's an investment to get a young guy and to spend a lot of time on, on to train this person before he can get even a smell of the ceramic room. So not everybody is keen to go through that journey. Mm-hmm. And as I say, if you look at it from a business point of view, then the margins uh, uh, of what the profit could be if I just then reduce to rather than five ceramics, put it, bring it down to two and ceiling glaze everything, you understand that, you know, there's, there's great savings. And, I, you know, again, I feel that um, we, 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 we need to be more careful on knowledge and, and you know, and, 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 and creating experience and sharing knowledge. And, 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 and we shouldn't let um, the, 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 the tradition of a craft like dental technician is die just because digital is out. Hi guys, are you thinking about getting into dental implantology? Well, if you didn't know, I'm one of the founding members of Unique Implant Training. Unique Implant Training is now in its fifth year, and we are now fully EDUQUAL accredited to diploma level, which is an 18-month diploma, the only 18-month implant diploma currently in the UK. So if you want to begin your implant journey, please don't hesitate to give us a call. Find us at www.uniqueimplanttraining.co.uk. We look forward to seeing you soon. Let's make the guys understand you know, what is a monolithic zirconia crown and what sure. is a handcrafted, you know, sure. beautiful, what is it? Hand layering, ceramic It's hand layering, layering but this is, is it Iverstar? No. What is it? What's the type of zirconia that you use? Well, we use Argen. We yeah. use um, Iwokla. Um, yeah. We run, so the, the well, let's start then technically. Mm. Okay, so zirconia is milled yeah. out of blocks. Now you can mill zirconia monolithic, so mm-hmm. you have a library into your software yeah. that you can apply on the digital model that you work on your CAD. And basically you can design this crown, mill it, yeah. stain and glaze, and there's no mm-hmm. layering. Now when you design that crown, and that's a monolithic zirconia, so it's a mill crown out of a block, in relation to a library, preform library, a digital preform library. So you design, send to milling machine, milling machine mills it, you sinter it, which is a sinterization, is like the crystallization process of the network of the zirconia particles, and then you stain and glaze. Mm. And that's a monolithic crown done. That's it, it's like a full crown. So this is what people don't understand. What we're doing there is you're going through your library, as you've just said, and then the whole physical, the, the whole crown is the whole tooth which drops out of the machine. And all we're going to do there then is just color it. Yeah, Correct, standing glaze. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Um, let's say we go, in, well, it is the same process mm-hmm. to get a layer crown, zirconia crown, Which, but the difference is when you design your full crown, you then reduce it to a frame. So then you design full crown, you reduce it to frame, and then you send to milling machine. You mill it, you sinter it. Once you have this frame, then you know you have to treat it, adjust it, fit, and all of that. But then it gets to the ceramics, and the ceramics takes basically powder and liquid, mm-hmm. and they create a paste. We mix it into a paste, and then we hand layer with brushes, like painting brushes. And 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 it, to, to layer a crown, usually you need maybe a fin to finish a layer crown two to four fires, mm-hmm. okay, it can be done two, but you know, different things, different techniques, it can go to up to five even. Mm-hmm. So the, if we look at the strength of zirconia, the argent material that we use is 1,200 MPAs strength, but the layering on it is only 600, around 600. Now, the, the ceramic that you layer on it, it needs to be compatible and it needs to be working with with the, what is called CTE, which is like a grade of compatibility between the zirconia and the layering ceramic. And that, once it's done, is around 500, 600 MPA strength. 
So you have a strong core of zirconia, handle your ceramic on it. So if you have to adjust it, it will feel ceramic. Mm -hmm. If you go and adjust in occlusion a monolithic, it will spark. Yes, it does. Yeah. Because there's no. What has changed with it, you see how technology advanced. Mm. Because of that, now we have um, what they call, it's not actually multi-layer only, but it's called, um, I miss the term now, but it's basically graded different strength in the same block. So at the bottom of the your crown, we'll have 1,200 MPAs, but occlusal you have 600, all in the same block. Mm-hmm. So again, he helps adjusting, fitting, and... That's just as a monolithic block? Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you have multi-layers as... Multi, you can have shading multi-layered mm. within the same block. So you can have, let's say you have an A3, you will have grades of that shade and then the enamel shade on it as a base to help mm-hmm. uh, to get shades. But you also have, I'm looking for the term, I'm, I haven't given up on it, but yeah. um, um, these multi-layer um, strength as well. Okay, so you'll have, you, you, you have, uh, as I said, different grades of strength. So when we nest our crown into the disc digitally, you have to incline and position it in order to have the right strength. Uh, And so when you get in the mouth, you need to adjust it. It's not as strong as before anymore because it's made for, to to accommodate your experience, your patient's experience, and to be able to adjust it. Because obviously, um, again, I feel it's like trying to replicating hand layering, right? So why would you do it? Why do why, why do because people yeah. wouldn't they go monolithic? So they don't they don't maybe have the same. Is that the, basically the labs? Re- for, for, if you're running a lab, it's basically your the lab's point of view is the lab's advantage to be able to do it fully monolithic to save time and cost. Is that right? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't understand, and and this is one of the reasons why I want to talk about this, because it just comes up time and time again. What is the purpose then of of the hand layering? And I suppose the way to put it is like this: if you've ever done metal ceramic crowns as a dentist, you have that metal coping underneath, and then the That's veneering correct. porcelain over the correct. top of the metal is what gives it the aesthetics. Yeah, correct. The metal, and that's exactly what a zirconia hand layered zirconia crown should be. Yeah, so the zirconia is quite literally just replacing the metal coping and the hand-layered porcelain over the top. And that takes skill, it takes time, and there's a cost attached to it. Of course. And this is what people don't understand. So, guys, when when when, when this, you know, new lab that's opened up the road, road drops this ticket, you know, through the door and says, we can make you zirconia crowns for 60 quid, just understand, please, what it is what that you're, you're buying. getting. Exactly. I mean, that's very yeah. important. I feel sometimes people, as you said, like we, we've seen it together during courses, mm. right? Mm. That they, 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 they are sold things that obviously they, they worry about the clinical aspect and progress and study mm. and they trust the lab to give them the right products for it mm-hmm. um you see we, we've been into through times where like zirconia 12, 1200 mpas is stronger than teeth so if it's not treated correctly yeah it will wear them down it will literally eat them down 100 percent. and you know what um this is exactly what happens right so clinically so now from the dentist point of view what happens we've got a monolithic zirconia crown it's great it's strong you know doesn't it's, cheap it's cheap right as well it's strong cheaper. right and you, what's there not to like about that but it's exactly as you said there's no ability to absorb stress in the restoration all that stress is being transmitted one of two ways it's either being transmitted to the actual tooth that it's cemented on right which is going to cause problems it could cause you know uh fractures within the core it can cause fractures wear, within the root it can cause wear. wear of the opposing tooth chipping splitting breaking so in the sense you know we've got to really really look after the occlusal system and in my opinion anyway i don't feel monolithic zirconia restorations are actually appropriate that's just my opinion i agree yeah. i wouldn't have it okay yeah. but for for certain cases if we restore like a seven mm. Or, or, and uh, and you know, as a Brooks's patient, mm. it, it it does have a scope. Mm-hmm. But you see, what 
we do a lot of, we do full arches together, right? Mm-hmm. And we have done full mount together. So we what we did we do we pick a strong material layered on top sure. and a softer material for the lower mm-hmm. for shock absorption absorption, uh, osseoconduction, all these reasons are facts. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we can take any material just because it's working, it's cheap, it looks good, and we can just fit it. We need to understand the dynamics of each patient mount. Mm-hmm. And and I think we shall be careful with that. So again, um, these, ty- these new type of zirconia, they try to compensate for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- which is good, which is okay. I think everybody, there's a market for everybody. I'm not, I'm not implying that we should do one thing as you're not implying that you should do one thing or the other. But for me, yeah, I would get my work layered. But it's like we've, we've been in time where, well, this, we're still in this, those times. Um, I always, since I've opened um, Aesthetica, I always, done, I always uh, given, provided, sold um, uh, one piece, skeletane metal frames. So you get, at the time we were casting, mm. we stopped casting metal, Four years ago now, it's all milled. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was one piece, and it's still in one piece. So that means that we didn't have any cementation of... Uh, so you will buy an abutment, you will cement another, a metal frame on it, and then you will layer the, the, the secondary part, and then you, it will get scuritane uh, once cemented, right? Two, two parts. Mm-hmm. Whereas I always had to do this thing, one part, one body, and layer. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, in time, I have post-ops at 13 years in UK, at least on my work. And touch wood, um, we don't have these problems because of that. Look at the little issues here and there with the bonding zirconia from links. And imagine all that metal ceramic that was cemented over titanium abutment. You know, titanium can be layered. So you will buy a stock abutment in titanium, do a secondary frame in chrome cobalt, mm. layer it, cement it, done. You know, different techniques for different palettes, I think. But like, why would we have cement under gum if we don't need it? Mm-hmm. Would you have like, would you like cement near your implant uh, head uh, at any, at, you wouldn't. No, no. We would like one piece, cleansable, correctly design, you know. But all of this, again, is, you, it was my choice to spend more and not to, to, and to offer these. And I think within 13 years, I'm proudly producing in UK, we can say that was right. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's all. Then everybody's free to, to do what they want. For example, Zirconia in the same way when we 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 cement zirconia over abutment, we need to make sure what you cementing over, what cement do you use, how you treat zirconia, what zirconia you use. Mm-hmm. It, it's all super relevant, you know. I mean, you do quite a bit of implant work. Would you like every single patient to yours coming back with the crown debonded from no, the back? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll confess, I'll confess, I've, I've uh, you know sometimes. Uh, tried a different lab and you know that's why I always keep coming back because I know that <laughs> this stuff works yeah uh, but you know 100% so zirconia it's not uh, just 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 to hammer home the point please do hammer home the point you know it's it's it, the, the quality that 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 comes out of the lab is reflected in the lab fee basically right and you know if there is going to be an element of hand in in, in a nutshell from a dentist's point of view, if you want good stuff, you can't pay peanuts for it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to say. But, but that's that's for every single thing in the market, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I'm not. I'm one of those guys that um, uh, I, I I don't believe that everything that is is expensive is good, right? Mm. So uh, I'm originally from Italy, uh, and for me, the one of my best favorite dishes is pasta with tomato sauce simple it's probably delicious delicious right yeah, a bit of basil yeah a bit of basil yeah. salt um, pepper we're changing the garlic. podcast nature like this man I'm happy <laughs> with it man. welcome to my cooking <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, you know 
Um, that's like what, five pounds to make, let's say half kilo, of, I don't know, like, I have no idea, but let's say it's five pounds for half kilo, pasta with tomato sauce and basil. Yeah. If you go into a five star Super Michelin left and right, and they charge you 50, that doesn't mean that it's better mm. than with the one you did at home. But when we involve materials in, uh, like we, we could involve ingredients in the same way, you can buy a very cheap tomato sauce. You could probably do a half kilo of that tomato sauce for one pound mm. rather than five, but I would never, it would never justify 50 for me, okay? So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to say is that not, what you're trying to do is basically give knowledge to how to pick what you need, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to have that trust in the lab, but moreover, it's important that you have an interest of what you, in what you buy, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and and to, have, to develop the interest, you need to have the knowledge. So it's like, you know, if, if any, any client calls me or new client calls me, it's like, can you explain me this? I would explain it happily. You know, I'm super transparent. I can share every single material we use. Mm -hmm. There's no um, hidden points or nothing. So I think that um, the, 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 the combo must be something that we can afford, that I can, I can, we can all make profit. But finally, it needs, it needs to be the right choice for the patients, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you'll find a solid partner with those in those values i'm all up for doing the right choice and you do the right work and you know there is a lady that i bought her Anne, uh, i bought her a whip and she does the quality control so i <laughs> bought her a whip as her. um but she does quality control for each single piece i could do that or maybe i don't have the time i don't know but i could but she makes sure that everything is is correct even though everything as a protocol, guidelines, you know, you can't really go adrift from the protocols of production of Aesthetica, but she cross-checks, she double-checks, she triple-checks. Mm -hmm. Because you really mean it, you, we really mean it. And then things can go wrong, you know, it's always, there's always that. But at least, have you, have you tried the best that you could to restore your, or to give this smile to your patient? When when we I'm asked that question, my answer is always yes. If he's no, the the case won't go out from the lab. It won't move. I will. It will be one of those horrible calls from the lab. We're sorry, but you know we have to postpone hey, listen, the and, and and I know that you're not just saying that because I've had one of those calls. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've had one of those calls. <laughs> that you know what? Maybe this impression isn't good enough. Maybe the margin isn't there. I, I, you won't That's recall. a different call. You won't recall. You, you, you probably won't recall, but it was one of these veneer cases that we were doing, and I just reprepped it. Was that the lower case? And now just there was a lower case. Oh, no, I never no, liked no, 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 it. Wasn't no, that, that one. case? No, that one. No, that one. <laughs> so we got to. <laughs> we got to. No, but we do a lot. No, so. no but I could, I could. No, hundred percent. You're not just saying that. If you're not happy with something that we've produced or I've produced, you know, you'll tell us, and that's nice. But and would you I like to know that? that? Of course, and I value that. Yeah. I value that. So I mean, I'm sure. Do you ever get any clients ring? Well, when you when they get that phone call, do you ever get any like kickback from it? Do you ever get any clients saying? Just make it, man. Oh, What's yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. I'm the dentist. I've yeah. been doing this 30 years. Yeah. I told you what to do. Now, on those phone calls, I'm, yeah. I'm not the friendliest, let's say. Uh -huh. I actually have a wall of shame right. in the lab, yeah, with all the boxes, all the people that never call back. Have <laughs> 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 you really? <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's so funny. You're, oh, you're not there. You're I'm not, not there. You yet, were huh? never there. No, no, no. I think it's so important. And, uh, and obviously, you know this. We've had this conversation over a beer many a time. But I mean, we work as a team, right? Absolutely. The thing is, is that I just simply prep the tooth, man. You make the stuff. So I've got to give you something to make the stuff on. So it's a partnership, right? Um, without you do giving the right basis, for, yeah. this, is, this must be very clear to everybody. Yeah. Without us receiving the right basis so from the prep to the impression to the bite registration material mm -hmm. everything we cannot give you you cannot expect any good work mm -hmm. so the best thing to do is to call you and let you know mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that really appreciate and we were and, and and when they appreciate and they even apologize to me which is not needed honestly but then I will go the extra mile. I will do anything. I will go in there and prep. 
You mm. know what I mean? Obviously, I don't do that. But <laughs> you see, I, I, I would I would help to that level. Like yeah. I, I would do anything because I understand we all start from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And now I'm older than possibly the new people coming in. Mm. And, and and we, we enjoy teaching. We do, we do a lot of, of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I enjoy guiding the knowledge for what, if they have an interest though, if they are willing. Yeah. And and that's and that's a key point because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, but I called the patient. Now we're gonna call the patient again. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, you know you what? Can't. Honestly, that is that is a barrier. That is a barrier to a lot of people. Uh, that that phone call. I'm just telling you from a dentist point of view. Yeah, of course. That phone call that you have to make to Mister Jones. That oh, we have to get you back in to re-prep the tooth or take the impression again. It's like oh shit, do we have to do this again? Do we have to get them back in? Because you've got this fear almost that you look incompetent and you haven't done a good job. Well, you may end up with yeah. that from the patient. But 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 you know what? It's worth it in my experience because I've been doing this as I said almost twenty years. You know, Hedro is 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 aesthetically focused now. You know, uh, we do routine care, but we do a lot of smile makeovers, and we obviously do. you restore them all. So in the sense, you know, if it's 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 really important that if something is not quite right, that if you are not quite happy with something and we need to do something again, I get them in and do it again because I've got the value now of following up my patients, you know, five years after a smile makeover, 10 years after a smile makeover. And if you've fitted a shitty bit of lab work, it's it's it, it doesn't look good down the line. You know, the, 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 the more care and attention made uh, you know, taken at that manufacture stage and the preparation stage, that's the key to success, absolutely. So I appreciate the phone call. If you're not happy with it, I appreciate the <laughs> it's phone call. Anyway. It's coming anyway. Absolutely. There you go, exactly. <laughs> there you are. Guys, as you know, I am the lead tutor of the Hedro Academy Vertical Preparation course. Now, we have put together this beautiful vertical preparation kit, which has been beautifully made by former dental supplies. Simon at former has kindly agreed to give one lucky winner uh, of this podcast a kit completely, completely free of charge, uh, which retails normally at 220 pounds plus fat. So all you have to do to win one of these fantastic vertical preparation kits is just give us a like, uh, subscribe to the podcast and share it and leave a comment below and we will pick one lucky winner every podcast and uh, Burkitt will be finding itself uh, in your clinic. Okay, so yeah, great guys. The Horacle Burkitt by Hedro Academy and former dental supplies. Just on that, there's a couple of things I'd like to touch on now. Please. Um, so, you obviously, you're Italian. You don't sound it. No, I'm just joking. Of course you do. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping not to, but I'm also British, so I was hoping not to. So you're Roman. I am. You're Roman originally. I am Roman. Yeah, so that transition that you made then from Italy to the UK, mm -hmm. What's your opinion in terms of Italian dentistry, mm. UK dentistry? I'll tell you from my point of view, because mm. like as a UK dentist, you look at these journals, you look at things like Style Italiano, stuff like this, and dentistry in Italy looks the business. But then there are some techniques which a lot of UK dentists would be like, that's a little bit out there. Maybe it's a little bit aggressive or it's just stuff that we wouldn't do on these shores. From your point of view as a technician who's worked in Italy and now has a successful lab in the UK, how does it compare? What's the difference? I'm pr I'm proud and happy that my school was in Italy. Mm. My my formation was in Italy because that's what create my state of mind. I the last lab I work is an ISO ISO certified lab. Mm. They work with hospitals and these guys, you know, they still my friends, mm -hmm. and they they you know they 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 mean it. They always meant it. Um, and I love that. I love that uh, discipline, the, or that search for quality and the study behind. But I must say, I have, I am who I am today because of the growth and that I I was exposed in England. Mm. Um, I I don't think that quality has an origin of as a country. I think quality has an origin of in, in private, a, a private or a private group of people sharing, they wish to do better. Mm. And every time you try that, you en you engage into an unknown area, right? So you, you will have errors and all of that. But if you don't give up in, on that search, you can say that you 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 produce quality because you can never 
you can never lower your guard, your guarding quality, right? Mm-hmm. I always say to some of my staff, I always use this example. Um, how, because there's a lot of people saying, oh, your lab, you know, the lab, when it gets too big, they can't do quality anymore. Mm-hmm. As long as they want to, five technicians, but when you get 15, 20, well, we're 30. And I keep believe, I keep, I, I believe that if Ferrari, if, uh, big shout to Ferrari, you know, <laughs> um, uh, Audi, uh, <laughs> that's what I drive German. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if these guys can, can produce, I don't know, 5,000 Ferrari a year and they're all quality, then why can't we, mm-hmm. you see? So what is it then? It's a state of mind. And that state of mind, I, I think I need to, um, I, I, I know that there's a lot of, of Great Britain in it. And, and, and yes, I'm Italian, but yes, I'm also English and I'm very proud to produce here. And when I, when I speak to my team, I tell them, would you feel that? Like, you know, they give me a crown. It's like, oh, what's wrong with it? I like, would you feel that in your mother's mouth? Mm. And they're like, why are you talking about my mother? I said, like, because it could be someone else's mom. But would you do it? Or maybe not. Then go mm-hmm. back, sit down, do it again. Auntie looks like your mother's. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know. So, but, but but it works. Yeah, it works. So the, I think I'm I'm blessed to have a bit of the both words. And when I look in Italy, when I look in England, there are two different countries, different techniques. But I don't see any better or worse. I just see the the, the you know I I I just see the What's the British influence? Well, I work in two or three labs before opening Aesthetica, mm. even if shortly. Mm. But then um, I was exposed to, well, when I opened Aesthetica, I was exposed to a lot of different things, which in Italy sometimes the, we are, the, the people that is in power, they, or they, they run successful business, they don't want you to, they won't give you opportunity to sort of come up, raise your head. Mm. Whereas I am a believer of like, you know, I want my team to do well. I want them to learn. I, I, I'm all about sharing. Mm-hmm. And England, I think, gave me a lot of that. Like, let's, let's share what we know. Let's share opportunities. And, and that's why I'm here, honestly. Mm. So yes, thanks to, to the, my Italian studies and these labs, they were top, top notch. Because I think there is a bit of a lot. There's only a few labs that I feel at my level. And recently, actually, they all sold to corporate. So um, that's not something else that is happening, which which I don't judge anybody. I'm just saying, how is it going to go now? Because there's people, these corporates, they um, they don't even have a necessary a dental background, but they, you know, there's one of these corporates that bought like 25 lab in our go. So let's talk about this, right? So because I was talking to Paul Tipton about this, and you know, the the, the lab technician is a dying breed. It is. Yeah. So in the sense, the average technician now apparently is 57 years old and the labs are a dying breed. You've just said there that the lab world is being taken over Mm -hmm. by corporate labs. Correct. So where do you see this going? To me, I'm excited. I'm Mm. excited. I like challenges. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a competitor. Can you believe me when I say that? I don't see competitors because I'm just too busy with trying to, to, to do my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't say like to look good. Or, I, I really mean it. But now instead, I feel the challenge because I don't like these. What I don't like is like we all have an identity. We all, we all, we all have our ideas, and we all, we all humans. Mm-hmm. We're not numbers, right? And with pro and cons of it. And I, if anything, I run a human project rather than a dental lab. Mm-hmm. Because dental lab can be, as we said, very automated, semi-automated, numbers, numbers. You don't need to be a corporate to have, to have the same wish. But I, I just wonder what's available now to, to create those identities mm. and to have the opportunity to, to learn in that, in that sense. I don't know, it's, it's interesting days. I, I'd love to be the Versace of, uh, of of uh, of the dental technician world because I mean, you know, there's um, even though that's corporate as well. Let's let's say, it. but <laughs> I mean, uh, we need to say it. But um, I, I often did these um, 
comparison. Like we buy we buy a pair of Nike, mm. everybody has Nike, and mm. you know they're all the same. And then you buy maybe an an handmade pair of shoes, which costs you more, but it lasts you ten years. How long that Nike lasted, and what was what did you represent? Just you were representing the company, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's handmade, you're representing yourself, and there's nobody behind because who's gonna know the guy who made it? But you still carry that for ten years, and maybe you love them. Mm-hmm. It's two different markets. I'd, I'd love to be seen like that guy that nobody knows, but you still have the shoes off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, handcrafted. Yes, I like yeah, that. Absolutely. So, so in the dental technician, in the dental technology world, in the lab world, what's going to happen now? Because the thing is, is they slowly, slowly all being taken over by corporates. Correct. Um, you know, there seems to be. It's going two ways. There seems to be on one end a race to the bottom to produce the cheapest monolithic zirconia craft. And then there's that way going upwards as well, where more and more labs, I'd say, is it more, well, educate me, because like, obviously we've got that race to the bottom. What about the other way? What about your direction? What about the race to the top effectively? I mean, is that look, happening? The, there's, some, there's some weird things that happen with recently, like chrome cobalt price went skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I mean. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, we don't mill any implant work in 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 lab. We have four million machine for zirconia, Emax, and all of that. But mm. the implant work is is in Europe, mm. from in this big milling center, um, and the price of the chrome cobalt has raised a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, there is ongoing cheaper won't be affected from this, but the racing to go higher, it would be affected. But it shall never be about profits, is it? It should just be honest. What what uh, I think as long as I can keep my location in London center, because obviously that's also, you know, I, I'm I mean the aesthetica is based in London center, Fulham. You know, the rent is quite a, a chunk of we're renting, so it's mm. quite a chunk of money compared to someone that maybe is in a different location, they can, uh, can have that cheaper. Um, but like, I feel you, we always need to be honest on the profit margin. And as long as I have a successful healthy company and I share, um, I, I call it blessings because I really feel uh, I'm proud of my team and we're friends. I'm fr- uh, we, we spend a lot of time together. Mm. And um, and I like to share happiness and wealth and whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, that's not going to be at the expenses of my clients. So as long as I can have my sort of profit margin untouched, I'm happy. But yes, the race to go higher is because the material, the cost of everything is higher. Mm. But I wouldn't engage. I never felt a race of pricing, for example. Again, maybe because I haven't seen competitors very much, but not because I don't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we're the best, but we are between the best. I think that's fair. Yeah, no, I, I think you are, <laughs> which is why I use. Um, but yeah, no, I just think now from the clinical point of view and where we are in the UK today, UK dentistry, when I started out, you know, private dentistry, I don't know what it was like in Italy, but private dentistry going back to, you know, the early 2000s was a very niche thing. Maybe in London, a lot more private practices, but nationwide, very, very niche thing. The dental model was the NHS. Yeah. So then it kind of transitioned from the uh, NHS practice, which is doing more private work, but you still have an NHS contract. Now today, we've got a hell of a lot more people doing private dentistry, hell of a lot more private only uh, dental practices. When Tony Kilcoin was on the podcast, he actually told me that private dentistry delivers more dentistry in the UK today than NHS dentistry does, which I was very surprised to hear. So I think slowly, 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 NHS in the UK is a dying thing. Slowly, slowly it is. So I think this, you know, race to the top effectively is something that has to be done. And I think that needs to be reflected in practice as well. Absolutely. So I think we need to get used to charging more uh, I think we need to get used to delivering that level of private care. But, you know, the other thing is, though, is that there is going to be a section of society which can't afford the treatment. It's difficult to balance to gain, isn't it? We are a dynamic society, right? Yeah. We, 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 we're human beings, so we evolve, right? Mm. 
and so our skill set as well our thinking and so the, and so an entire nation yeah so uh, i think if there is you see I, i'd like to make this point right you see the old scanners and this digital everybody asks me what what it's going to cost me more mm. i'm like yeah it's going to cost you more i have to print the models oh but I thought digital will cost me less no it will cost you more and you knew it the moment you bought the scanner yeah is what 20 30 grand the scanner depends mm-hmm. where you buy yeah so what did you think was going to get cheaper yeah so how do, do i uh, how do i follow this technology i invest too i have nine printers mm. who pays for that mm-hmm. so if we can maybe switch not much what we did but the state of mind of what, what we want to do mm-hmm. and realize that and realize that as i say i i'm proud to produce in uk I realized that there is a pride and take a pride on what we do. Then we can share that experience at no cost. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't cost you anything. And but it, it, we can initiate a trend of change for better. Because look, again, how many honestly, honestly, Go dangerous question. How many restoration in NHS you think they were correctly made? Oh god. What percentage? <sighs> I I wouldn't be able to put a finger right, on. Right, let's not. There's maybe, a lot of corner cutting though. Right, let's yeah. not. But do you understand? Yeah. So are we helping? No, not no sure. It is patchwork work, effectively, it, as you say. I'm not sure, and also you're an implantologist, right? Mm. You know that if you don't pull out the tooth in the right way, you may damage the bone and so the bed or the implant placement, right? Mm-hmm. Did we ever take care of that? Well, what well, the extraction level? I saw dentists like, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Boom, boom, boom. Goodbye. And you know, you destroy you, you destroy the bone of every single treatment that this patient could have. Mm, mm. So I'm not saying NHS is a disaster. I think people here is blessed to have this help, and I, and we all should learn to what what a society can do to help people less fortunate than us. But there is a very thin line of help and damage here. Yeah. And it's also for the clinician into the system. Mm-hmm. And if we go back to where majority of this work is probably produced, it's not even from England. Yeah. So hold on, I mean, it's not a really a bad thing. Maybe we could look out to help less fortunate people to, to have a, a better access to the right treatment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So no, I think I think it's all hypothetical here. If, but if we if we could if we could fix the crisis, then then we'd fix it, right? You know, like but, uh, it's just interesting to to explore it, and especially from a technician's point of view. But in Italy, there's no not that. No, 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 never was. No, no. So what do they? What 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 do the people that really can't afford dental care do? They just suffer. Or? So let me call on my own team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have no idea. No, I, fair enough. Quick fire, just to wrap this up. Uh, I just want to ask you a few quick questions. Sure. Uh, so, who's your favorite client? My favorite client. You've taken far <laughs> too long to answer this. I should have asked. I should answer who's you. Who's your favorite client? I should have answered you. I have many favorites. Someone else. <laughs> supposed to say me. No, sorry, no, it's a that. very, very good answer. What? pisses you off when something comes through the door in terms of impression wise or scan wise where you just think oh man come on what is ignorance. it ignorance right yeah. yeah when some yeah when someone doesn't accept yeah if you if you, so if you if you if you I call you every time I call you I say look there is a problem uh, I think we should you should look at that yeah. what did you do you just went back and you done and you sent yes or no mm-hmm. you did mm-hmm. you never told me angelo go ahead I don't care. That's I think is ignorance. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you never see any of that coming from heterodental. No, never. Good man. Good right. man. That's the right answer. <laughs> see, I got the okay, right answer. Good man. I've learned quick. Well, what's what's your favorite dish? Pasta with tomato sauce. Pasta with tomato <laughs> Simple, sauce. Simple man. Okay, what what's your favorite Indian dish? I love a really good curry. You know, that's changed with England, man. Some <laughs> some days I wake up and I oh, I really but this is true. I told you, you know this already probably. I don't know. But a really good curry now is like I crave it. Yeah. Sometimes I can crave it. Yeah. Yeah. But good though. Yeah. Good curry. So you're an honorary Punjabi guy, as I told you last time you came up to Yorkshire, yeah? What was the thing we ate to Pani Puri. But yeah, Pani Puri. Pani Puri. I, I love that. Absolutely. As well. we'll go for some Pani Puri after. Let's definitely, do it. definitely, definitely. And um 
last question and, and, and say this to the younger dentists listening to this. Oh, what right. is it? Because what is it that you feel that the young dentists are lacking what they're scared to do, which is the reason why they're struggling with ceramic work? Because young dentists today love composite bonding. They love oh, minimally right. invasive dentistry. Oh, they love it. They love it. Who? Like All of them. It's, 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 it's a big thing, composite. So Wrong. what is it that they need to do to get superior quality ceramic work to give you what you need to execute fantastic ceramic cases? What are they lacking? Well, they need to prepare more. Mm -hmm. We, we I, I think this conservative dentistry, I, I, I would have said a term about Kant, but screwed a few people over, I think, because... If composite isn't nicely done, you will have gum recession and issue with the biotype. You have you have a lot of things with it, infiltration and color and blah blah blah. We moved from I had a guy um, uh, as a client at the time, and he was trimming everything away, literally cutting everything out. Mm -hmm. Which was great for me because I had all the space to yeah. do fantastic layering. Yeah. But I'm not sure that was correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but in between, just because some some clients have received some impression, they're like, "Oh, I prepped. Look at it." I'm like, "No, you didn't. No, no, I did. It's conservative. No, you didn't, mate. <laughs> you did not. Oh, no, no. But we go monolithic. I'm like, yeah. But if you go monolithic on something not prep, we're gonna go out there into. So I think study, educate. I believe in education. And I believe in in experience, mm -hmm. and so let's start, let's let's simplify the word. You know, sometimes you know I, I went in um, uh, all on four, all on six surgery in middle throat, and the guy was like, I had all his tables, super clean, super excited. Three nurses doing Instagram story. The patient was like that, like yeah, okay, but <laughs> when are we gonna start? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, this isn't about you; it's about him. Yeah. Um, so just simplify and and, and 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 look for what we can improve to deliver quality to the patient and be proud of that. Mm. So through the knowledge you can then try and your best develop a skill set to obtain quality. I think that is very rewarding journey. So do not be scared, do not get numb from all these Technology, Insta story, and whatever else. Just, just if that's your passion, if dentistry is your passion, show it, engage into it, go the extra mile, don't give up. Beautiful, keep loving it. <sighs> keep loving it. Keep loving it. That's, 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 that's you, man. Keep that's loving me. it. Keep loving it. Angelo, mate, thank you so much for coming. No, thank All you. All the way from London I mean to it. come and talk to me today. Uh, and uh, guys listening, I hope you've uh, picked up a little bit about, you know, dental technology, what it's like to be a technician on the other side of the lab ticket. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, Angelo, again, thank you. How can people no, find you? you? Well, um, with Instagram, not very much. But yeah. uh, again, you see, we are a bit of, of um, which which I think is really nice. Uh, but we we there's a website, there is a there's a phone number. It's Aesthetic Dental Lab. Yeah. Look it up and get the number. And there's a lot of nice people answering the phone. It's easy as that. Yeah. Uh, but we are in Instagram and um, LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, yeah. So. We're not very active on it, mm -hmm. but we're very active on producing smiles. So no, please, absolutely. That's what yeah, you want. I think, I think I think that's what it's about. So again, I'll just uh, I'll just give you a little plug. You know, Angelo Aesthetic Dental Lab in uh, in London, uh, based in Fulham. Fantastic lab work. Uh, I've been using Thank you, you for three quarters of a decade, shall we call it? <laughs> and honestly, smart. honestly, I made it sound longer than it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, three quarters of a decade. And honestly, consistently, consistently fantastic lab work, Thank time you, and time and time Thank again, you. coming out there, fantastic work, makes my patients smile, makes me smile when I fit it, and I know it's gonna work and last a long, long time. You're making so, me blush. Well, there you go, it's very hot in the room as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, cheers.